I was like, wait, this could be something. And then I started talking to people. I'm like, wait, this is so fun. It's like being a money fairy. Like, yeah. This is great. Now I just am going to chamber event tomorrow. Cause I'm like, every time I go, I find another customer and I'm like, well, that's easy, right? Like have a drink, get a customer, go home. Yeah. I don't know. Now I just talk to me. I'm like, this is what I do. I'm like, Welcome to the Mind Your Own Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Sterick. This show is where we talk about all kinds of different stuff in business, but mainly we talk about how to mind your own business and stay in your own lane. And we interview only distinguished guests in order to find out their secrets. guys just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast i really really appreciate it it means the world to me it means so much to me that you guys are listening i don't make any money off of this stuff i do it for free i do it out of the goodness of my heart i want to help people and i want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world so if you could think of somebody that you would share this to so if they got some value out of it I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot. Give me a bit about like your background, what you're doing now, like how you got to the point where you are and, and all that. I started, I was in pharmaceutical sales for almost 18 years and did really well and had no desire to do it. I got into real estate investing and kind of double dipped for a couple of years. And people are always like, oh, it's so fun. You double dipped, right? Like you had the best of both worlds. I'm like, or I work like 18 hour plus days. And I had it like, I quit when he was six. It was between when my son was four and six. Like, I don't know if we'll call that double dipping and like, yay. But so I did that and I discovered wholesaling and you have a background in wholesaling too, right? Is that correct? I've done some wholesaling, but I have a okay. background in real estate, real estate finance, mortgages, okay. commercial okay. lending, like the, yeah, okay. kind of the gamut. I started wholesaling and you know the drill. I think the fastest path to cash in real estate investing. And I, I had been in sales for almost 20 years. So I took that skill set, exited corporate America, went full-time into wholesaling did really well more than replaced my income and then realized that I built a business I hated end of 2021 I decided I wanted to jump fully into multifamily and commercial real estate investing specifically and so as you know within that there's a it's more like a team process rather than just a solopreneur with my skill set and what I love to do I love education and community I ended up more on the investor relations capital raising asset management side that is my primary focus within a syndication team. I founded Ohana Investment Partners. So started that in 2022 and love it. Basically, I help people make money in ways they had no idea they could make money with. That's amazing. And so that's what I do. And then I stumbled upon ERC actually through someone online in real estate. I don't know, some affiliate. I don't even know. And I don't even know if I'm a sub affiliate of his. Part of me hopes not because now I'm working and I'm like, I never heard a word from him again, but you know, <laughs> you know, like, hey, 
he got me into it. It is what it is. And kind of stumbled upon ERC. Yeah, but but just to yeah. be clear, like there's no hurt in him being your affiliate person. That no, brought yeah. no. It's just, no. it would have been nice if he would have helped you out along the way and get that bonus that the company pays him for. Yeah. Yes, that would have been nice. That's what I try been. and do. I try and help out like everybody who I kind of introduced to this. And, you know, yeah. if they're my sub affiliate that I've brought in, I try and help them out as much as I possibly can within the time constraints, of course, that I have, because there are some things that like, you know, in this business, there's some things you can learn on your own. And then there's other like highly tactical questions where you're like, this is not in any of the training. Like, I don't know where to find it. And that's where that person comes in, where you can lean on their experience. I really try and help out people big time when it comes to those type of problems, but not like simpler, smaller questions that they could research. Well, and, and you do. I mean, that's how we got connected in the Facebook group because I had questions. I'm like, I don't know where to find this. And every time I put a question in, they're like, oh, Steven, that's how we got connected. And then I think I friended you on Facebook. That's the one thing. It's like social media can be a double-edged sword, but I connected with really great people. Yeah. And with ERC, I mean, it's been a really fun ride. My primary focus is Ohana Investment Partners, and I'm working on some things for women empowerment. I have a whole nother business kind of launching, for lack of a better term. Tell me about that. I want to hear. I'm excited about that. Well, it's not launched yet, but okay. I'll tell you. I'll give you the sneak peek. My goal is to empower women and help them create or have the confidence that they need in business and in life and investing. I'm working on, I just actually hired a mentor to work with and be launching a, almost like a subscription community product and then masterminds. I'm hosting my first event. That's my first day long in-person event. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's in Orlando. Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, yep. We're ironing out the dates. We have the venue. We're ironing out the dates. It'll be in September or October of this year. It's going to be a day long event. And I'm really excited for that. So that's my inaugural women's full day event. What kind of stuff are you going to be focusing on at that event? We're going to be focusing on a lot, almost like a holistic approach. So we're going to start on owning your dream and really focusing on your passion, your purpose, and actually stepping into life that you desire and deserve rather than doing what society has told you to do or what kind of grew up thinking you had to do. So we're going to start with that and then go into physical or mental health, emotional health. Then the second half of the day will be more on money, on finances, financial literacy, and then passive real estate investing. And it's going to be awesome. And then we're going to do like a VIP cocktail reception for people that want to have a smaller network. Wonderful. I love it. Yeah. You have multiple speakers that are going to be coming to present? Yeah. We're going to have a couple speakers. They're not ironed out now. If you ask me who, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, cool. And then I have another event right after that. I'm working on a passive investor event. That'll be right after that. And that'll be a co-ed real estate investing event. Okay. Okay. That'll be cool. I love like face-to-face and like this, right? I mean, you're in California. I'm in Florida. This is probably as face-to-face as we can get easily, but I love face-to-face and community and having those events. Yeah. Maybe not for this event in September that you have, but maybe the next one that you guys have, I'll connect you with my wife because she's a great public speaker. And on top of that, she is like a wealth of knowledge on all things that have to do with emotions and brains and psychological and therapy. And she's also massively into, you know, women empowerment. And she's, you guys have a lot of things in common and could align on a lot of things when it comes to the masterminds, building the groups. She's already created a course for new and expecting parents focused on okay. new 
expecting mothers with postpartum anxiety, depression, and all the other things that come, you know, with motherhood. And, oh, yeah. and I think that that would be a really cool thing for you guys to align on and maybe either cross promote or talk about, you know, what you guys can figure out. Oh, know. yeah, absolutely. I would love if you'll connect me with her. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then I'm also going to be doing some virtual stuff too. I host virtual events as well. So if that's something she and I can collaborate on in the interim, that would yeah. be great. And then I'm going to launch a podcast. Soon. Awesome. I'm not going to speak for her and say that she'd be happy to be, you know, a speaker or she would definitely love to, but I know she'd love to. Yeah. How about this? If you just connect me, yeah. then we'll take it from there because yeah. we'll probably get it off and then, yeah. I'm sure you guys will. Yeah. All right. So take me back to Ohana Investment Partners and what type of investment vehicles do you guys do and what does that look like? It's commercial real estate, primarily multifamily, sometimes uh, short-term rental funds. We have a short-term rental fund right now. That's primarily our focus and it's in the Southeast and Sunbelt states. Okay. And so. correct me if I'm wrong, but does Sam Silverman has a bit of a hand in that? Yes. For the short-term rental fund. Yes, he does. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sam, Sam's a great guy. Sam is a great guy. He's a wealth of knowledge for capital raising and all kinds of other things. So that's cool that you guys have partnered up on that. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you do in your background. The background, I've always kind of had this like entrepreneurial spirit in me. I joke that I started a rock throwing company in third grade because I did with my friend Daniel. And it kind of, that was just like really like the snowball effect. And my first real dip into entrepreneurship was in real estate. And that was around 2004. My dad and I had a mortgage brokerage firm here in Southern California, just outside of LA. And I learned the entire real estate business and also the finance side of real estate from my dad. We're third generation real estate investors, entrepreneurs. And okay. so I learned a lot from him and he learned a lot from him his dad. And of course, we refine the steps along the way from all the mistakes that everybody's made. And that was my real first dip into being my own boss until about 2008, when everything came crashing down, we went through that cycle and we lost our asses terribly. Like we, somebody asked me not too long ago, like, oh, all those properties, what what would they be worth now? And I'm like, thank, why, why'd you ask me that? Thank, I yeah. really appreciate you. Yeah. We actually had a hundred unit apartment complex that we were breaking ground on. It was a brand new uh -huh. build. We were going to break ground on it somewhere around 2009 and all of the guidelines changed so we couldn't get construction financing at all like to save our lives literally we lost that entire thing we lost the project the land the property the everything i signed on the loan for that i also signed on the loan for a house that we bought next door because i was going to move into that house to manage the general contractor lost that lost the other thing it was in you know where fresno is Bailey. okay it's like central california we were just outside of fresno like 45 minutes we were right next to a brand new university of California campus that was about to open and the place was going to be great and all that. But anyway, so we lost big time. And after that person asked me recently, what would it be worth? I was like, well, now you got me curious. We estimated recently that a project would have been currently worth about $25 million. And after we lost that project, I went back to square one. I mean, I literally went back to square one. A friend of mine at the time, he owned a roofing company, roofing, sheet metal, and waterproofing, like putting roofs on houses and doing exterior envelope stuff. And I went to work for him. He said, hey, I can offer you a job if you need work. And I was the dude in the right side of the truck, the passenger seat of the truck as the helper, literally starting back at square one and climbing roofs and shingles and doing sheet metal and all this stuff. And after a while, I started kind of working my way up through the company until I worked in their office doing estimations and I helped launch new products that they had developed, the owners had invented. And so that was pretty cool that I got to be on that side and manufacturing as well. And ultimately construction also slowed down around 2000. 
2010-ish, 2011, I don't know, somewhere in there. I worked there for a couple of years and then I got laid off, maybe a year and a half. And then I got laid off. And after that, I started my own motorcycle shops, repairing motorcycles and building them and doing cool, rad motorcycle shit, you know? And that was great for a while. I actually opened another shop with a partner of mine. And then once I spent about 12 months in the new shop with the business partner, I realized that this doesn't make any money. This is not a good business to be in. Like this is kind of a, it was a passion project really is what it was. And I learned some more operational skills and business skills along the way, but it wasn't like the end all be all. I wasn't going to own motorcycle shops for the rest of my life. And I knew that. I knew that going in that like that wasn't the path for me and that wasn't like the way to go. I sold my half to that business partner. And then I kind of just like, I had some other businesses. I kind of wandered my own path for a few years. And ultimately I went back into the construction industry. In the late nineties, when I was a teenager, I'd worked for this construction company as a laborer, basically just like mixing concrete and humping lumber, you know, from the front yard to the backyard and just being the helper dude. I didn't know this until way later on, but I would end up marrying that guy's daughter. That guy turned into my father-in-law. And then after I exited the motorcycle business, he said, Hey, I've got some pretty large projects coming pretty soon. Can you help? I could really use your management and operational experience. That was around 2017. And a couple of years after that, he invited me to be a partner in the company. And we still have that company to this day. That's a construction company. That's a general contracting construction company. Yeah. Residential ground up construction and remodels. Was that your primary focus? And then you're also doing ERC. Is that accurate? Kind of. It's like, frankly, construction is not my primary focus. Construction is great. However, it doesn't fit into my long-term box. Mm-hmm. Construction is a one and done type of business. You build somebody okay. the office of their dreams, such as mine behind me. Right? This is the office of my dreams, but at least my next office that I'm going to build for myself. It's a green screen. Obviously, it's not my real okay. office, yeah. but that's the one I'm going to build. And that's my little vision board for myself is staring at that daily. But once I build it, I'm not going to go back to their house again for a while, unless something breaks, or maybe they want to remodel a bathroom now or something like that. And it doesn't really fit that recurring revenue model for me. And so I started looking at businesses that have that component to it. Think of one of the top things on my list is like commercial cleaning, cleaning commercial buildings or hospitals, healthcare facilities, apartment complexes where the community spaces need to be cleaned. You do that every month or every two weeks, right? You just, because the stuff keeps getting dirty. Right. So yeah. Coming back. And so every month you have that recurring revenue that you know is locked in. You have these contracts, these service contracts. Yeah. So we're looking to plug in that model to any type of service-based business. Another one that I'm looking heavily at is solar. You do the installations, but then you have a quarterly service contract where you go back and you can clean the solar panels and make sure that the system is being maintained properly. You can also do that with plumbing or HVAC companies where you have that service where you come back and check the system, replace the filters, you know, all that. And, you know, we're also looking at, you know, white collar type of businesses that are maybe in software as a service where there's that monthly recurring revenue model, kind of like what you're talking about with your mastermind group, having a subscription based model. And ultimately I'm looking to purchase businesses that fit that box and things that are at least 300,000 annually in net income, true net income, at least 300,000. And I want the gross revenue to be at least a million, if not more. And we have quite a a wide network of people who are looking to buy these types of businesses once they get to a much higher net income level. And it's people like private equity and family offices. 
I'm right. looking to acquire multiples of these companies and bolt them all together under one umbrella and then package them up and sell them to private equity. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Some other ones that we're looking at heavily are going to be like pest control companies or water conditioning, water water softening. Okay. Yeah. Where they, they come every month and they change out that water filter on the side of the house if you have hard water. And then same mm-hmm. thing with pest control, right? They're showing up to your house or your commercial mm-hmm. building every month, every other month, whatever fixed schedule. That way it's a recurring model. Nice. And have then- you bought these businesses yet? No, not yet. I'm like this far away. I've got one, two, three, four. I got five deals in the works right now. I'm looking up at my whiteboard. That's what's awesome. up there. I didn't know if you're looking up, you're like, Lord, yeah. what do you have? Lord, what do you <laughs> got for me? Coming down. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. beam these deals down into my brain, please. Yeah. Hey, no, listen, so, whatever yeah. works. On that yeah. note, I'm very in tune to the universe. When it shows me signs, I'm paying attention. Very yeah. much paying attention. So for example, I've got five deals working right now. One of them, two of them are commercial cleaning companies. Mm-hmm. One of them I had a call this morning with the owner, my business partner, and the broker. And the, the business sounds great. Everything sounds good about it. We're still finding things. We're still trying to find things to kill the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Every conversation yeah. we have, every bit of information, it's just like in multifamily and find, yeah. you know, analyzing real estate. You're trying to figure out how to kill the deal. And if you can't kill it, then it's good to go. Then it's good to go, right? Yeah. This morning, we're trying to find stuff to kill it and we still couldn't kill it. Then I go to, to lunch. My It's my birthday today, by the way. Oh, yes. I saw that earlier. Happy birthday. I meant, much. sorry, I got distracted. I Happy had a little note. Happy birthday. birthday. Don't worry. It's not, a, it's not a shameless plug. It actually has a purpose. So my mom and my stepdad are here from France. They're visiting. They live there full time and then they come and visit and stay with us for months at a time. This time just so happens to follow my birthday. They take me out to lunch today and at the table next to us, there's a lady sitting there and she has a shirt on. It's a business logo shirt. It says like service one or something. I don't, don't know what she does, right? Something that involves a service. She's waiting on some people, colleagues for lunch. They sit down, they start talking. They are a commercial cleaning company that focuses on healthcare facilities and hospitals. And I'm like, universally, this is a sign to me that there's something could be here. Now, call it a coincidence. Anybody could call it whatever they want to discount my ideals if they want to. I don't give a shit about them, frankly. But the point is that these people sitting right next to me are talking about all this stuff. The company that we're looking at purchasing does nothing in the healthcare space right now. All of what those people were talking about Mm -hmm. and I connected with, we'll be able to plug in all Mm -hmm. of the healthcare care and hospital stuff and lean on their service as a vendor. We'll go out and do a bunch of marketing, get a bunch of clients. And then if we need to, we can sub it out to them yep, because yep. we're not only looking to stay local in the LA market. We're looking to go regional, right? Arizona, mm-hmm. Nevada, and then above, of course. And we're going to have to use vendors, subcontractors right. to be able to do that kind of stuff. And so the idea is then to go west to east and slowly work our way east and create a network of subcontracting partners to be able to send all of this business to most of that using virtual assistants to handle 90% of the day-to-day operation. That's awesome. So that's, that's where we are with that. Exciting. Yeah. How long have you been part of ERC or ERCS? Since last year, middle of last year, something like that. Okay. I think I joined in, I don't know, middle of last year. I didn't do anything with it until like end of last year, I think. And my girlfriend got her check. She owned a restaurant in January. And I was like, hmm, this looks like it could be something. Thing. Yeah. And then, right. As you know, anytime you pivot your business and you're starting over, you're literally starting over. I mean, you've started over from ground one or like ground zero, right? I'm starting over. 
I was like, wait, this could be something. And then I started talking to people. I'm like, wait, this is so fun. It's like being a money fairy. Like, yeah. This is great. Now I just I'm going to a chamber event tomorrow. Cause I'm like, every time I go, I find another customer and I'm like, well, that's easy, right? Like have a drink, get a customer, go home. Yeah. I don't know. Now I just talk to me. I'm like, this is what I do. And they're like, what? Wait, it's been really fun. I Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot. Do you have a large sub-affiliate group, I guess, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I have about 2,000 people. Holy cow. Wow. Okay. I've been working on that. I started working on that March March 3rd of this year. I was literally on a plane back from Florida, from Fort Lauderdale. I went to an event, to the Dealmaker event in Florida. I'm part of the Dealmaker Alliance with Mark Evans. And he hosted an event just for us members. Mm -hmm. And on the way back, on the flight back, I'm tapping out ads just on my phone. I'm just like going crazy because I had learned so much about what was possible with Mm -hmm. this business, with the ERC business and how many businesses we could reach, but also how many people's lives we could change by helping them and teaching them like, hey, you can help other businesses that you know in your community, people that otherwise would have never heard about this. They get a bunch of money unlocked from the government that they didn't even know was there. And you get paid a nice, you know, healthy commission for doing so. Let me ask you, because I'm trying to build that out. Can you share with me how you did it? Because right now I have about 10 and I have the same vision, right? And like, if I can make money doing it, you can make money doing it. We can help businesses. It makes sense. Like it's a win, 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 right? You try to break it. I'm like, it's a win, win for everyone. I'm trying to build that out, but I haven't been overly successful in my, I'm trying to figure out how to scale that side of it and be able to support the affiliate team and to be able to bring people in to reach businesses. There are a lot of different tactics that you can use mm-hmm. the I'm going to share a concept called the one to many concept. Yeah, you've probably heard of it. Yeah, you talk mind. as one person, you open your mouth and you try and get in front of as many people as possible at one time. Mm-hmm. Whether that's in a webinar, whether that's on social media postings, doing videos or reels, or even static posts with a bunch of text in the body of it, sharing stories on socials, sharing checks that clients have got, also sharing your own experience, you know, just being yourself in front of a camera talking about, you know, I don't necessarily, I would say that like, don't talk about how much you've made, but how much like each deal has made Mm -hmm. share a case study and say like, Hey, I got this client $200,000. I made $6,000 by helping that business. And that business was happy to pay our fee because they didn't even know this money existed. And you can do the same thing. I'll teach you how. And at that point you get an influx, you get a lot of people sending you messages and trying to figure out what it is because like, you know, it takes some learning. There is like, not everybody I've come across can do this, right? Do ERC. It's not really difficult, but you have to understand business. You have to understand taxes. You gotta, you have to have a base foundation because you are talking to business owners, sophisticated business owners, people who know their business inside and out, and they can sniff a phony coming from, you know, it's over. What I've found is you'll find quality people Mm -hmm. with the quantity that you put through 
webinar or through a funnel, if you will. Mm -hmm. To break it down on like how to find these people, social media, that's huge. Okay. The other thing is you can do job postings, job ads. I did that in LinkedIn, but nothing came of it. Like no one showed up to the webinar. No, I'm like, okay. I don't know. As of now, I've reached out into my my network okay. and said, hey, I'm making money, right? And so that's an easy conversation. because so I'm like, this is how much I've made. This is what I'm doing. Do it, right? But it's getting people in and doing right? Because you have to take action. You can't just sit there. It's getting people in and doing. And the reality is it's the 80-20 rule with everything. I need a larger pool of people, but I did try the LinkedIn ads and that didn't work well for me, but okay. I should try it again and again. Yeah. Just keep need to go trying. back at it. Yeah. yeah keep trying. Another way is going to be on any kind of job forum that you can post a job ad to. Okay. There's a lot of them out there that are free to post. Okay. Some of them where you have to pay to sponsor your posts to get in front of more eyeballs. Yeah. And use your budget accordingly, mm -hmm. you know, depending yeah. on what, you know, what you have. In the grand scheme of things, all of the people who are on my team, they're relatively new. And what mm -hmm. I mean by relatively new is, like I said, on March 3rd, I was like tapping out the ads yeah. and then I've been consistently posting. And now I have this point where I have this large collective of people on my team, but it took some of them, I mean, hell, some of them signed up in mid-March and like, it doesn't cost them anything, right? And I'm like, it doesn't cost yeah. you anything to do this. Like, you just got to open your mouth. You just got to yeah. But then sometimes there's no commitment. It's like anything, right? It's like when I host free events, you'll have a ton of RSVPs and then a very small portion shows because there's no skin in the game. Yeah. Part of me almost wishes there was some type of, you know, buy-in for lack of yeah. a better term, because yeah. then there's some skin in the game. I mean, my girlfriend, I brought her on. So she's a sub affiliate and she will do very well, but she sent me something the other day. I was on vacation. She's like, Hey, I just got this email for a course for an ERC to be an ERC affiliate for a course. I'm like, it was a $2,000 course. I'm like, you don't need a course. She's like, I don't need a course. I'm like, you have me. You don't need a course. And I'm like, you have me between me and the group. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need any course. Yeah. Like you need to like, go talk to people. That's what you yeah. need. Yeah. But that's not a bad idea. Think about it. Like, because there are a lot of people out there that have no idea. Make what, one? Yeah. You could create a course, right? Find it. See if she's got the email and see if you can find out who created that. It might be one of our friends. You never know. I, maybe. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's not a bad idea. But then part of me is like, I would feel bad because I'm like, it's free. It's out. It's in our group. Yeah, All you have to is. do is, right? So I'm like, I yeah. can do But it. what I've realized is out of the almost 2000 people I have, mm -hmm. some of them have just gotten started after being in the group for three months, four months mm -hmm. now, they signed, yeah. you know, they're like, they came into a webinar that I had, or we spoke on the phone or something in March. There's a, per I forgot her name. And plus I'm not going to share it publicly anyway, but she started in mid March. And I just saw in the last week, she's got like six or seven leads in the system. Oh, that's I'm, exciting. I'm like, where you been? But Hey, thanks for showing up. You know, yeah. you could have yeah. started this months ago. Maybe she wasn't ready. She had something else going on. She wasn't educated fully, you know, she hadn't learned everything she needed to learn. Yeah. And that was like on a roll. And I'm okay, what can I do to help you? Yeah. Because what I saw a lot and still see a lot is people will send me emails or they'll message me all the time. Hey, how do I do this? Hey, how do I do that? Hey, hey. And I'm like, this information is all in the group. You can find all of it. Yeah. I will be glad to help you. But the mistake I made in the beginning was helping too much. Yeah. Yeah. Hold you have to take ownership. It's in the group. Yeah. It's probably in guides one through four. Yeah, exactly. Because almost everything you need to start is in guides. That's what I tell everyone. I'm like, go through the training. Yeah. And then when you're done with the official training you have to do, I'm like, get into the group and go through guides one through four and then go talk to people. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need business cards. You don't need anything. I'm like, go talk to people. I've been doing, I think Thank you were on the 
call with Jennifer's paper. It works. Yeah. I stole it. I use it. I will leave. I left a note. We went out for my son's birthday. I left a note at a hibachi place on a Saturday night. They were packed. Yeah. We were pulling out of the parking lot. My phone rang. No way. It happens. Okay. It's amazing. So like, I, that's what I love the group for. I'm like, we can all steal yeah. ideas and it works. Not my paper. personality. What did you write on the paper? So I write the owner's name or if I can't find the owner and this is what happened here as the owner, I don't know. They're like, this is the, they just kept telling me the manager's name. I'm like, I want the owner, but they just, so anyway, I ended up talking to the manager who was like, you need to talk to the owner. I'm like, I know. But so I write ideally the owner's name, okay. the manager, if they won't fess that up. And I say, please call Angie a key. And I leave my cell phone number and I put sign. Thanks, Angie. I fold up the piece of paper, write their name on the front, hand it to or it. whoever's working. And I, I say, it. hey, can you please hand this to them? It has been working. Wow. Now it's like a fun little game because yeah. there's some business owners I haven't been able to get in touch with. Okay. It's like you're you're just constantly trying to follow up or go see them. So now I'm going to go. We're going to the beach this weekend. And there's a couple restaurants because I just ended up in the kind of like the construction roofing industry through some people we know and then also restaurants. So those are my two niches, basically. Okay. So there's a restaurant and I'm going to stop because I cannot get a hold of the owner. So I'm going to try the note and see what works. That's awesome. And I love your persistence too, because you're like, well, I can't get a hold of them. So I'll just swing by and drop a note. Yeah. Because then they know a human was there. Yeah. It's all about being a human. Yeah. And associating that. I've had a few accounts where just by being there and handing over my business card, they said, you don't know how many letters I get in the mail. And I don't know who is who or whatever. I want to work with you because you're here in my face. Yep. Absolutely. Or I'm a member of a couple chambers and I'll call if I call. I'm like, hey, this is Angie. I'm a member of XYZ chamber as well. I wanted to reach out. You know, I know you're a fellow member because then they know whether or not they say yes or no, I'm not going away. They're going to have to be nice and deal with me because I'm not going away. And so I've had some luck that way too. But it's been a really fun, I'm excited to see they're rolling something else out. I know they're cooking something up because now they have a huge affiliate team. So it'd be silly not to do something with all of us as this starts sunsetting in the next couple of years. But I know that there are going to be some thing, huge things that are, that are going to dwarf ERC, frankly. Mm -hmm. ERC is going to look small once this stuff rolls out. Which is awesome. Oh, do you have insider information? You do. I just know it's going to be big and it's going to help a lot of businesses in the entire US and it's going to be something that's going to be a recurring model. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, we're, I think a lot of people are going to be able to be helped out every single month and therefore recurring revenue. Yeah. There's your recurring revenue. There you go. That's one part, right? It's one stream. You have to have multiple streams. Yeah. But that's awesome. And I think too, I mean, I spent so long in business to business sales. It's what I love. So this has been a really nice and I still, I mean, the investors I work with, I love that it's my, that's business to consumer and sense so it's just it's totally different now i feel like i get the best of both worlds yeah and i'm like a money fairy yeah speaking of investors and capital so we'll be looking to raise capital for mm -hmm. some of these businesses that we're buying most of them if not all of them are going to have some sort of seller financing but it's hardly going to cover the whole thing sba loans right now are taking minimum 90 days if not 120 days to close on a business and the rates are not great they're above 10 percent okay for sba which sucks, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, large market multifamily is like hovering between six and a half and seven and a half percent right now. Right. With that being said, you know, any tips on raising capital for these massively cash flowing businesses? It's like anything, right? To me, it's you have to know, like, and trust someone. So it's building, if you know, you're going to raise capital, 
start building that pool now. It's not any different than your sub-affiliate pool. So you may have 2,000 people, right? And you're just now seeing the fruits of that effort. You have to build that community. And I'd start talking to everyone in your circle and saying, hey, this is what's coming. This is, we're looking at these commercial cleaning businesses and this is what it could look like. And I don't know if you guys are looking at offering just, you know, and I will speak in real estate terms. I don't know if it's different from a business term to be totally honest, but whether you're just going to provide a preferred return or if there is an equity split or piece to it. There's both. There's both. So you could do both or you could do one. Sometimes you can have different classes of shares. Some of the guys I'm working with, they usually will carve out a separate class that's a higher preferred return with no equity. And surprisingly, like you and I would be like, or I'm assuming you, I would be like, I don't want that. I want equity, right? Because there's much more upside, but there are people that don't care about upside, whether it's family offices or institutional money. So that may be a good idea is to offer both classes. So you have a lower pref and a split or just a higher prep and no equity, but just educating, educating and educating. I spend most of my week educating on what passive real estate investing is, how you're protected, what the legal docs are, the whole process, what, you know, and educating on how we're forcing appreciation, you know, what you're doing to increase the value of the business, how their investments protected right now with the way the economy is, I think people don't know what's going to happen. And so they're a little, they're nervous, they're nervous about the interest rates or nervous about the stock market roller coaster last year, right? People are sitting in money in the banks and I don't know how long you're going to hold this money, you know, within the entity, but that's five years, probably three to five. Yeah. Yeah, Three to five. We're looking at exits in three to five years. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds very similar to syndications and it's just, it's growing that relationship with your investors because people, I mean, they're going to invest with you because they know, like, and trust you and having someone on like for, for us, I, you know, having someone with that, that resume and with that experience on the sponsor team that says, Hey, this person's done it right. Whether you have a track record in business, or I know you mentioned a partner, your partner has a track record in business. Someone has to have the track record to provide the security for lack of better term for your investors, whether that's a mental security or a financial security or both. We have an advisory team that's involved that have done multiple eight figure deals. There you go. So So then you're leaning on someone's resume. Yeah. Right. As you build yours, which is, I mean, it's like anything, there's no need to recreate the wheel. You have them as your advisors. So lean on that and what they've done, but it should, I'm excited for you. That should go. It's so fun. I love because it's people don't think, and even, I mean, I think we connected to do this call because of one of your posts in business and I love real estate, but for me, I want to diversify also. So I don't want all, and I'm not a lover of the stock market. We have money there with my husband's 401k and whatnot. I'm not a stocks and bonds kind of girl. Like I'm, I'm anti. Yeah. It's like smoke and mirrors for me. Yeah. I'm like, really? It's all based on emotion. And I'm a very logical human. It does not make me feel good on the inside. But I, you know, as I'm invested heavily in real estate, I want to make sure I'm diversified and whether that means investing in other businesses, other industries and things like that. So now I'm starting to look at that because I thought about buying businesses and doing basically what you're going to do. But here's the thing about me. I suck at operations and I also hate it. Okay. So that would be a really bad fit. 
And so there's no sense for me to do that if I can do it passively or partner with someone else that's doing it, whether that's saying, okay, well, let's work together on this capacity or doing it passively. But yeah, I'm looking at diversifying. And I think people too, as they, so the stock market roller coaster, I think did a couple things. It made people realize that the stock market is not what everyone thought it was and the safety of it. There's not really. And so it's helping people look at different diversification strategies. So then your diversification, your way to diversify. So it's real estate and business in my mind, because I own real estate in there and you have a real estate background. So you see the benefit of it, right? So real estate and business, that's like you're good. Yeah. And the biggest difference I see between investing in real estate and investing in businesses is the equity split for the GPLP team Mm -hmm. is a hundred percent flipped on its head. So for example, in a lot of like large multifamily syndications, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a 70, 30, 70% Mm -hmm. to the investors. Right. In buying cash flowing businesses, it's 70% to the GP team. Okay. 30% to the investors. So then my question to you, is that a different investor pool then I would assume because they're used to 70, 30 being primarily the investors coming from real estate. Is that a whole different investor pool or is it just educating on the why behind that? Educating. Right. Because what is your equity multiple at exit year three to five? Better than real estate. Is it a 2X plus? Like a 3X. Okay. So then even with the 30, 70, 30 being investors. So then that's your why. And And you're going to have, I mean, honestly, you're going to have, I had an investor that didn't invest in an offering because they didn't like the fees that the sponsor team was taking. And, but the investor returns still matched their box. And I said, well, this is your, so do you really care? And they said, yes, I do. And I said, well, they're doing all the work. They're a stellar team. They have tons of experience and they're getting these deals like left and right off market. So really, I mean, at the end of the day, you're only hurting yourself. And she's like, no, I don't. I'm like, okay. So then it's just, I think you're going to have some investors that are like, no, I want the lion's share of the deal. Maybe potentially, but then you'll have people that go, Hey, it's a three X and with a 30%, then okay. If it makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah. And that's basically where it is, right? That's it's like three X at four years. So it's somewhere in the range of 33%, you know, average yeah. return, annual yeah. return, you know, which is great. I mean, I don't know any multifamily investments that are throwing off 30% right now. Lucky if they're throwing off 15 these days. Yeah. Lucky. No, some of them are. Yeah. You just have to be really picky. So I, I've learned that whittled it down. And that's what I spent a lot of time last year working with different operators and figuring out in this year, it's like, I'll do less deals with fewer operators, but the deals, because they, they're so hard to pencil out, the deals are great, great deals with amazing operators. And there's just fewer. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I have a network of investors who I've worked with in the past on different projects and just in talking to people who want to invest, who don't, right? So I've built a list of that. 95% of them are real estate investors. And so I haven't really tapped into that network yet. But aside from tapping into that network, how else do you go about finding new investors? Networking events. I network a lot. I like it. It makes me happy. So it's fun too. (laughs) Networking events. I'm a member of a business club here in Orlando, country club, right? So doing that, I'm joining a ladies executive golf society because it's executive women. And so I just putting yourself thinking about where high net worth individuals are and going there. I mean, you're, you'll get a lot from social media. I get investors that I have never met. Okay. Well, I didn't know this was available. 
or I didn't know this was out there. Like I didn't know you could get a three X in business. So now you can add me to your list and you can send me stuff. Right. And then, right. So I'm coming also from a real estate side. So I'll have questions. I mean, even if you want to send it to me before you send it out and say, Hey, Angie, what do you think? What objections do you think I'm going to get? Or what answers do you think I need to have before we roll this out? I'm happy to help with that and say, Hey, I think this is coming from this lens. I think this is what you're going to come across. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. But just network. I mean, I think you'll get honestly a ton from social media. And then too, I mean, within our ERC network, to me, I'm like, if everyone's not taking this money and putting it into something else, right, whether you're investing into real estate or businesses or whatever, like we should all be reinvesting it in ourselves and our businesses and something. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, hopefully, right, that'll come to fruition. And just talking to everyone, you know, and saying, hey, this is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. I would start doing it now because it takes, as you know, right? It takes people a while to start yeah. absorbing the information. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, if people aren't taking their ERC money that they're either make as a business owner that they're getting back, if they're not investing that either in their business or into another investment vehicle, like the stuff we're talking about, if they're just, you know, buying Porsches with it, then it's not really going to go that far. Not going to uh, go very okay. far. Yeah, I know. Same with the affiliates. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting this money. What are you doing with it? Yeah. Aside from maybe paying off some debts that people have or living off of it, they should be saving and or investing, you know, the rest. I'm putting it all into real estate and my new women's empowerment business venture. I'm so So. excited about that. I am so excited about that. I love that you're so excited about that. That's funny. Yeah. You said that the event is going to be in Orlando. Is that where you live? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. It might be in Orlando in January for a little while. Oh, let me know. I will. We don't have the dates locked down yet on the thing that we're supposed to attend there. But once we do, I'll let you know on that. But that's not too far away. And actually, I have a a good buddy of mine who's moving to Orlando very, very soon. He just bought a solar company that's based in Orlando. And he's about to put solar on everything. Everything in Orlando is getting solar. The beaches, buses, cars, whatever. Like people's foreheads are all going to have solar. Nice. Nice. Yeah, please connect me. When you're in Orlando, let me know. That's what often a lot of the conferences that come here, sometimes I won't go. But I always tell people, I'm like, hey, let me know when you're here. And I'll meet people for coffee or I'll pick them up from the airport and drive them to the hotel. And then right and small. And it's a good way to get one-on-one time and meet with people. And then that's then I just network, meet with other people and shuttle people back. Hey, so I had a question about Ohana, right? Obviously that's Hawaiian word for family. It is. What made you choose that? So my husband's family is Hawaiian on his dad's side. And so we like to embrace the Hawaiian mentality and mindset of just kind of chill and family and relaxation and community. I'm a huge community person. So I really, I want to build community. I want everyone to be extended family and treated like that. So that's the name of I'm really happy to hear that. And I'm happy that you guys picked that and that you have that family heritage yeah. as well. Because where I grew up going to Kauai every single summer. Okay, that's uh, my favorite island. Mine too. By far, yeah. Hanalei is my favorite place on earth, Hanalei Bay. Yeah. So my parents bought a timeshare when I was a kid in like 1984 or something like that. They bought a timeshare in Kapa'a and we went every single year for my entire childhood. And my mom still has that timeshare to t- till today. And we went there last year for the first time in a number of years and it was really cool to now take my kids back there so and we're next year we're going to Maui for my wife has a conference there and I'll be there for my birthday next year so I'm really excited yeah, we're going, we're going to take our son, not this year, he'll be 12. So in two years, because for us, it's a haul, like you can go, you're like, oh, we're going to Hawaii, right? Yeah. Like, 
crazy. For us, it's not. We have to go all the way to LA and then we have to hop on another five hour flight. So it's a whole, it's a beast of a day. Yeah. So we're talking about going in a couple of years and I am probably will be there for about a month. That's awesome. I'm just going to move in for a month. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot. Yeah.